this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Welcome back to our part two sit down with Lisa D'Amato. And if you haven't heard part one, check it out. We talk about her childhood, how she got into acting at a really young age, her application and what getting really hired to go on America's Next Top Model was like, the judges, Jay Manuel, Tyra, of course, Janice Dickinson and Miss J. Really like we get into what it was like on the set. I mean, we've all heard those rumors about how much of a night where Mayor Miss Tyra can be, and we go there. So check out part one, and now stay tuned for part two of our sit-down with Lisa D'Amato. Were there other times, like I Ken Mock or Tyra, whoever said, like, make sure your mic is off and then kind of... No. You know, she was never there. She's not, like, there. Right. But Everyone goes, you- what's Tyra like? And I'm like, you know as much as I do. Like, anytime I, you saw her on camera is when I saw her on camera. Like, what were, what were her and I doing? Like, nothing. She was talking, and then I walk up to her. Like, you know? She's not somebody that... I think most of the contestants don't know who the fuck Tyra is. And I know that Tyra must know, like, what goes on. And just doesn't do it, say anything. She's well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, she must... I mean, you felt like anything can said to you went to Tyra, right? I would assume. I think Ken Mock mostly. I think Tyra is mostly the the producer, but I do I don't think it's possible that she does not know what they're doing. There's no way. And that makes sense of why she's kind of cold to us and is kind of like keeps her distance because there's there's probably a, a huge sense of guilt there. You know, when I when she looks at me, she doesn't look at me like like I'm your godmother. She looks at me like Oh my God, I hope she doesn't say shit, <laughs> you know? Like, like 
Hi, Lisa. Do you think, right. You think she, but do you think she has guilt about it or is just like, I don't give a fuck? That's the only thing that makes sense. I mean, look at, I don't know. Like she's so far gone at this point. Like you just really didn't interact with her at all. Right. I mean, like she wasn't around. Not really. Like on all star, on all stars, she came in the bus with my bus at one time like I had we were switching locations you know we finished the shot and so we ended up in the same van and then she's like so you're getting married in the car and I remember I just kept looking down because like at that point I had just been through season five I'm now like in the finale of the all-stars and this is what she says to me after like everything that I've been through like it was like a monumental shocking point when she just like I know she was probably just starting, trying to start a conversation, but I was like, cycle five literally almost took my life, you know? Like it put me in such a state of depression that I like tried to kill myself. And then I went on like celeb rehab, got some therapy, like found happiness and love. And now I'm at the all-stars and it's like, I was out ahead of like the evil that I had faced that caused like, my life to go into this full circle of like you know I made it and like now I'm faced with Tyra in the van right in this fucking beautiful yellow dress which is also my favorite color Tyra's favorite color is yellow my favorite color is yellow on cycle five she gave every single girl a bag that represented their aura she gave me a yellow bag and I knew that yellow was her favorite color I was the only one with the yellow bag so that spoke to me so then to be in the car just me and her and in this beautiful yellow dress, like top three or four, I don't remember which one. Um, And she's like, so you're getting married. And to me, it was like, so you're going to be happy. Like, so now you found happiness. That's what I feel like, like what it felt like it said, like she said. And I just said, yes. I didn't even tell her anything else. I just said, yes. Why? Weird, just because right? anything you said would have been used against you? Is that why? I, get, I don't know. Like, I just, and I remember I didn't look up at her. I stayed looking straight and I did not look at her. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like weird little moments. Was she, did you feel like just, okay, so you didn't interact with her like off camera, but like when you did the critiques, do you think she was like overly hard on you and it was holding this Will Smith and the fact that like, you know, I'm going to teach you a lesson because you're not kissing the ring. Or you felt like, no, it was pretty fair, like, as the weeks went on, like, on I the first she, cycle. I think it was very much like she knew that, like, nothing's going to make me react. There was one time where she just, like, went off on me. And I knew that it was, like, for television. And I was probably going to be in the bottom two because of just what they said. Like, it was my turn to be in the bottom two, you know? Like, of course I did a good photo shoot. Like, fuck off, you know? But they're like, you just, you know when you're, like, just like go into your mind, like it just clicks and you aren't really like feeling it. Like, this is what your film looks like. Like, it doesn't look like you're feeling it at all. And I was like, I remember when she was telling me that I was like this, here, look at the camera. You know, just silent. I was just looking, I like, didn't even blink. And I was like, you know, like, keep talking, bitch. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's just, it is what it is. Like, if you can see through it a little bit, then you just see through it. Um, so I just went with the punches. Like I didn't, I didn't care. Like I know it's a show. How was, how was Janice Dickinson? I mean, I know she was on it last that season. Did you interact with her? Like I can't remember. 
Janice, Dick Janice Dickinson interacts with everyone because she loves listening to herself talk, I feel like. And she's great for that. Like, she's entertaining. She's very charismatic. Um, can she be too much? Sometimes, sure. I think I can be too. Um, I think that she, in my experience on Top Model with her, I feel like she would just did what the producers told her to do. So, like, when she, they're like, just go. Like, Lisa's been, you know, uh, I think she was told um, that, you know, Lisa's been tough on the girls. Like, go go rough with her a little bit, you know? I feel like that, I feel like that's what they tell her to, like, do, like, did for me, at least, like, going into a scene. So she just came in and she's like, so I heard that you're, like, you know, the tough girl around here or whatever, you know? And then she just keeps poking, like, what makes you so tough? And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm like, here, she's coming in. She's ready to throw a few punches. So let's do this. Um, and then afterwards, the shoot, she's like, Lisa's the shit. Like, Lisa's so good at modeling. Had all the girls stand in front of me during my photo shoot. You know, I just, it's all just a scene. Like, I feel like everyone's just acting. Yeah, and I'm not so sure that all, I mean, like, I get it. I get how it works. But I'm not so sure that a lot of reality shows, you know, like, yeah, it's manipulated, but but top model to me seems more psychologically manipulating than most reality shows. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know that like when I went on Shark Tank, for instance, because I got a deal on Shark Tank with my amazing product called Dare You Go. I have, <gasps> bless you. And I do, we're going to get to Shark Tank because I am a huge Shark Tank fan. I have questions. Okay. We're almost like, there. I'm just saying they did, a, they did a lot of like pushing for sound bites and being pretty manipulative and saying like really mean, harsh, you know, like fucked up shit. Like I was standing there for two hours. They were just drilling me for two hours. Okay, we're gonna just one second. Cause I like, I have questions about that. When you okay. were back, when you were when you were on Top Model, like did you feel, cause like, I don't know if you read like Jay Manuel's book, which isn't supposed to be true, but like it was basically. Whatever, he's, he's just as bad as the rest of them. Is he? That was one yes. of my questions. Like you felt totally man manipulated by him too. No, no. Once he did this COVID like tell all, spill all, like interviewing the top model girls, you know, like trying to sell the tea, like the true tea, like he wasn't fucking serving any real tea. Like, that's what I mean. I'm like whatever, what a fucking fake tea. Right, like they're all just in it for their own piece of- No, life. he's doing this. He had girls on his on his podcast or on his live on Instagram and the girls are all fighting for it because, you know, like we're all bored in quarantine and then they can be on his platform and they don't even realize that they're getting used because he's just trying to sell his fucking book. Like, I'm like, girls, come on. Like, he's not even, there's no real tea behind it. Right. But everyone's using everybody, so fuck it. It's like, you know- it's a fucking clown show and every clown's in it. And if you want to be a clown and play with clowns, that's fine. As long as you know you're a clown. Like that's, that's the way I see it. I love, he's so talented. Let me just, okay. Jay Manuel, so fucking talented. I was like floored at like his talent. Like he, he can draw, he can do makeup. Like he's so fucking talented. He never liked me that much. And so that's annoying. But then I tried to be like so cool with him. And it's just like our personalities don't clash because at the end of the day, like he's part of that. 
and like I'm just gonna keep being me so it just is what it is I could see that could you, could, well no I mean could you feel the tension backstage though because apparently there was all this tension between all of them like everyone walked on eggshells because of Tyra I mean even though she wasn't around or you were just totally separate from that like you were only there for the competitions it was really well yeah I I don't I obviously don't know you're fine there's my husband and my kid hi my cutie pie um yeah I don't nobody I had no idea what was going on and nor did I care like I was trying to survive I was being put in a pressure cooker so if him and like I'm not surprised by any of it I think that I think that Jay also has um, a well-deserved ego, because like I said, he's so talented. But I really, I really wish um, that he wasn't so wrapped up in that. You know, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I wish that people could just be truly, truly who they are and not have to feel like they have to like lick everybody's poon on. Like it's annoying that, that the industry is just like that. You know, like he doesn't really go Black Lives Matter on his page because, you know, he needs to protect his image and he doesn't want to like ruffle up feathers because having, um, like people who don't really stand for, for like the, the hard things, like in fighting for it and have a voice right now to the things that really matter. Like to me, it just, it, it just shows, you know, the silence speaks louder than, than not, you know? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. 
And you can too. I love Crocs' new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day, that causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who is a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and BetterHelp really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com. 
slash velvet rope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash velvet rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, listen, I could go on all day about this industry and it's yeah. just, that's a whole nother, I could talk about that for seven hours. Yeah, same. About kissing ass and just, I mean, it's like people have a hierarchy in their minds and they live by it. And it's like, you're either above them and they kiss your ass or you're below them and they have no use for you. And it's so, I don't, I don't think that we should be treating each it's other sick. like that. And like it works until like people start moving around the hierarchy and it's like, listen, bitch, remember how you treated me three weeks ago? Like same person, mm-hmm. like, do, uh, do you forget that interaction? Like, sorry. So that's a whole nother show we can do another day. Cause I could talk okay. about this industry and how all that works. It's very, it's, it's, it's annoying to me because I've never been a, an ass kisser. In, like I said, so much respect I have for, for, for people and their art and their crafts and all that. But like, when it comes to like ego, I can't stand it. It drives me fucking bonkers and I won't do it. Like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not playing that fucking game because it's dumb. Well, on that note, like you came on, you did all this, like you were doing it for real, you know, you weren't doing it for any fanfare, but you were a fan Not favorite popular. never do yeah. anything popular no never no and that comes across like i talk to a lot of people that i think are full of shit like i could tell like but you were a fan favorite well then that just comes from people liking authenticity yeah I that think, has that's not because i tried to get people to like me yeah i think people that's why they liked you because well that's good see you didn't give a shit and that came I, across oh uh, well see then there's there's a space for me so that's cool there is a space for, there's a space for everyone. Yay. But so then like, what about people who say, listen, if it was that bad in psychological warfare, like why mm-hmm. did you go back for all stars? Cause I'm sure you've been asked that question before. Oh yeah. And it's to me, it's, it, it, what's my brand? Being authentic and not caring and just, you know, and also being daring Yeah, being daring as well. Like I do things, the, the way that I want to do them. So, you know, going, what is the most daring thing that anyone could possibly do if your brand is daring? Like go back and fucking kill it. Like redemption, bitch, you know? So of course I'm going to go back and fucking kill it. And I did. Did I get, are they, do they play fucking dirty as shit? Yes. And then on cycle, cycle on the all-stars, did I get a dirty fucking win that was all bloody? Yes. The way they like dragged, like, um, Angeli, you know, Allison Harvard, she told me on of the all-stars as a joke, because to her, it was funny. She, she was sitting there and she said in the house and she's like, you know, I didn't even pass either of my, my um, psychological evaluations. And I remember being so shocked by that statement because for me, I was coming into all-star like war, you know, you knew and what to expect. Is- Yeah. Like I was like, I'm coming for blood. Like I'm coming to win this shit because I'm a talented 
ass fucking bitch. And this show dragged me and it's fine, right? Like it got me to therapy and it got me to like work through all these things that I had never known that were actually like causing chips on my shoulder, you know, those types of things. It was great. So in the end, like I have a lot to be thankful for as far as top model, but dude, I felt like they put my heart through a pinball machine for years. Like, holy shit. It would just come out of nowhere and you just get like punched um, just with the bullying and even in, you know, real life consequences it causes for a person. Um, when she told me that she said, she never said that. She said in her defense, in her defense, she told me online that she never said that to me. I know exactly where we were sitting. So I've got all my receipts as far as like what would make sense if she didn't, um, if she didn't pass her psychological evaluation, just putting that out there. Um, cause she is creepy Chan. Remember, like she didn't just come from nothing. She came from a fucking creepy ass, like Tumblr page that looked like a horror film all the time. Um, but I'm down for being creepy, right? So everyone loved her because it was it was cool. That being said, um, we knew I knew early on too, around the same time, a couple weeks in, in, in the All Stars, that Angeli um, worked as an escort. I could fucking care less, right? I had already been on Celeb Rehab with Heidi Fleiss, like the most infamous, famous madam in the Thank entire much. world. That was my roommate, who was who was detoxing from white trash crack her words yeah so you know i remember when i first met heidi she's like you ever sell sex and i was like no and i remember being so offended and she's like if i said that to you that means that you could so you should take that as a compliment and i was like oh you know like didn't look at i was gonna her. say was she trying to recruit you during celebrity rehab she had been out of the game for a while yeah so but um i you know like she gave, she taught me a whole new respect of just like women putting themselves through college. Like women have one night stands all the time. Like men actually value what they pay for more than they do not. Like, it's just the way that they, um, they organize, you know, like we're wired differently. Right. Like yeah. a guy like loves the fucking car. Like he'd fuck a car if he could, you know? Um, so why not like take your womanly amazingness and like, bring yourself, you could do it in the safest way. Like if you do it as an escort, you know, like 50% of the time during, if you're an escort and you're like going to Vegas and shit, I have lots of friends in um, Hollywood that were escorts. They would go, these millionaire dudes, take them on private jets, give them like, you know, $4,000 in chips, then take them out to dinner. And then there's like so trashed or wasted or cooked out of the brains that like, um, and partying for days that like, they don't even realize that they didn't even have sex with them. They just wanted company and shoulder candy and the girls would come home with like um a shoebox of like 10 g's you know so when i heard that she's an escort and in the back of my head and like the experience that i have had in my life i was like damn you know like kind of like you must have stories you know you must have lived a life yeah or living a life like i didn't take offense to it at all i wasn't judgmental at all but guess what it's in the rule book it's in the rules that top model created that you have to pass your cycle evaluation and you cannot have been an escort or anything that correlates to that with your name because brands are not going to invest thousands of dollars 
with, with an endorsement, with your name, right? It's business. That being yeah. said, like right then I knew, you know, it's like fight or flight. I was like, of course, top model has somebody who didn't pass their psychological evaluations. Of course, there's somebody in here that's an escort, you know, I'm like, here we go here. Of course, don't put it past top model. So from there and everything was like, here we go again, here we go again. Like, it's just, you know what they're going to do. And I just rolled with the punches. There was a couple times, like I went on the phone and said that I was going to burn the house down, which I do when I feel threatened. But I think that that they know too, like when they need to just fucking stop. I remember when we did the songwriting challenge. Do you yeah. remember the songwriting cha yeah. challenge? Analysis? I remember I was really fucking pissed. And I'll tell you like what Lisa D'Amato does on Top Model, like what, like after all of that, like why I went back and everything. This was a turning point, I remember. They had the songwriter guy like help all the girls with their song. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. I wrote my song in like two minutes, right? Like 10 minutes, something like that. Didn't need any help. Didn't do shit. Like I was just sitting there like watching him write all these songs for all these other girls. And so I remember I got on the bat phone and I was like, if, if I don't win the song challenge, I'm going to burn this fucking house down. Like how dare you guys, you know, like I have albums out. I'm a touring artist. If you make it to where I didn't fucking win this challenge, I swear to God, I'm going to burn this fucking house down. And then I went back and it was time to like, they were going to present the winner of the songwriting. Right. And I looked totally normal and I looked totally surprised like, Oh, yay. But what you don't know is I just said that in the fucking bathroom, you know, like right. these are the yeah. things, this was me behind, like, that's what I was doing too on the all-stars. I was like, don't fuck with me. Mm -hmm. so like in a way you were wise to the game the second time around well of course and then when girls didn't act like they weren't like they weren't I was like what are you doing this is this your first rodeo like right. haven't we all been on previous seasons before like to me like like I told you I came in there like my like heart of swords like I'm fucking walking away with this so I can be like this and that's the way it's gonna go and I did everything right. Like they tried to get me drunk. Like even on that yacht in Greece, like the lady, the host girl, like they brought her down. They're like, come down. We'll turn off your mic. Like, she's like, come down. I want to talk to you. She's like, look, I'm turning off my mic. Right. And she showed me that she turned off her mic. And like, I turned off my mic and we go down. She's like, just drink seriously. Like it's insulting if you don't try like our, um, like the famous Greek alcohol. It's just like, it's rude. And I was like, I know, I'm sorry. And I'm not, I'm just, I, I'm not going to drink. I'm just telling you right now. I was like, fill it up with water then, you know, like do whatever, whatever you think you need to do. Guess what? That was on, 
they had a mic down there. They knew that she was going to go bring me down and talk to her because it was on the fucking show. Like her begging, like it's really rude, like peer pressuring me. Did I drink anything? No. I knew what Ken was doing. As soon as that whole club scene thing happened and her getting super wasted and everyone drinking, I went right up to Ken. Like when we were done, I was like, that was cute, Ken. Nice try, you know, and like kept walking and went in the van. So like, don't then, I mean, you won. Like, don't you feel totally redeemed? Like you did say fuck you in a sense? Like you don't, or did you feel manipulated anyway the second time? I still, yeah, because when I won, I, that's how I felt. Like what you just said, like, oh my God, I did this, right? Like it was such a life journey for me. That's my story. I, I, I get to deserve, I deserve to tell my truth. Like that is my story. Um, and then we didn't know how they were going to show the Anjali thing. Like how did Anjali all of a sudden disappear? Right. So when it aired on television, I was also for the first time going to see the way they handled all that. And, um, I remember I was so excited and I had like a Joker card that I was going to post on Twitter, like as the winner, like, Ta-da! you know, and it was like, like a bullet going through a Joker card. It was like yeah. the coolest thing. Like I tried it. I was like for a week, like trying to find exactly what I was going to post like at that moment. And then as soon as I posted that, I remember all I got and still to this day, all I've gotten is that, um, you're not the real winner. Allison's the real winner got death threats from Allison's whole entire fan base, which is like millions of people. Tell, they, they all thought that I stole the win and manipulated the system and took her win because that, that was her second loss and how Anjali was the real winner. And um, like just, just stripped that whole moment away from me. It was so sad. Um, I still won and I'm still proud of what I did. And like, I know that. And so that's all that matters, you know? Um, but th- it's been a, a nightmare. Like I remember the first couple months after winning, it was so bad that Allison's like fan base were telling me like, we're going to get you wait till we do next, wait till you see what we do next to you. And then they were sending me like screenshots of them um, making accounts with my name on them as me and then like like little red riding hood like getting like tagging all these accounts like what looked like kids and being like the wolf is going to come to get you like i was saying that to them and then i was getting death threats and people putting knives to my my pictures and taking pictures of those and sending them to me and they're like creepy chan fucking one like all this stuff and i was like this is getting crazy so then i asked allison to please, please, please tell her fan base to like stop cyberbullying me. And um, I screamed, like I did all like exclamation points on Facebook, on Messenger. I was like, please, please, please like say specifically, like don't like stop doing this to Lisa. And I sent her the screenshots of everything and she never did it. Did she ever get back to you or just ignored you? She, uh, it went to it went to um, top model. Then they kept emailing it up, and so it went up the ladder of top model because obviously it was really concerning. Top model still didn't do anything. And then later on, I got a message from Allison, and she was like, "And I have screenshots on this. You can go on my page and go in the highlights, and it's like ANTM something, and you'll see like text messages and emails from her, like." and top models, emails and management and like really getting scared of 
what's going to happen to me. Um, I mean, now death threats are just like the everyday thing, but this was like, you know, eight years ago. Yeah. It was, it was pretty fucking gnarly. Um, yeah. The next thing she, she texted me and she goes, things got really weird. I still miss you. I want to be your friend. And then I was like, it's cool girl. Like I'll always have love for you. And then she wrote two hours later, who is this? And I'm like, what is happening? So That's just weird. weird, just weird stuff. And like, uh, and Angelie, like, obviously they've, they've been mentally um, manipulating and gaslighting her because I mean, look what they did to her, you know? Do you think top model chose people that violated these rules purposely to get rid of them? Like for drama? Like let's purposely choose they, someone. I think that they brought Allison on because she already had this like really strong fan base. I think that if they knew that they weren't going to like make her suffer too bad and like kind of cradle her then and let her like just paint in the corner like all day long with her own blood, then that's fine. You know, just get her on the show because then it's basically a fan base that they can tap into. Yeah. So I think that they always love to use Allison for that. As far as like, and she's obviously stunning and beautiful and a really cool look. So it was a win-win. And you know, if you if you asked anybody from Top Model that have been on Allison seasons, like they fucking lick her ass hard. You know, she takes a picture with her eye, like a whole an entire film during an entire photo shoot. Her eyes are closed, and then it's like time for elimination, and like hers is the first pick, and they're like we love it with your eyes closed. And you're like, right. what are you talking about? Right. You're like, you guys are psycho. You're like, in what world, right, would you ever love my picture? When you were getting all these death threats, like what, the top model just not get back to you? Like they just. No, they, they, we'd have to keep asking them and then say like, what's going on with this, with my management? Like, uh, it would go, we'll send this to, you know, the, the, the social department, we'll send this to legal, see what we can do. You know, I think what we were trying to do is just get me verified. So people knew who exactly like which account was real on Twitter at the time. <clears throat> yeah, but they didn't end up doing anything. Um, my, my management just did all the things that they're supposed to do to like get you verified. So they did that, but top model didn't, they didn't do anything. And obviously you never heard from Tyra herself or like Ken Ma. God, no. Are you kidding? They, they're, they avoid me like the plague. I'm sure they do. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just letting you know that I'm here to fucking fight this shit because this is not right. Like you can't treat people like this. Like we need to do reality, like more ethically. For instance, like a girl that I know, her name's Alexandra. And I'm going to say this shit because it's fucked up. Alexandra, um, she has dealt with a lot of fucked up shit in her life too. And I think they pinpointed a lot of that on her as well. So she was a targeted one, but like she gets, she gets bullied like crazy online too, to where she just stepped the fuck out. Cause she can't emotionally handle it. And like right after all stars, her mom got like fucking murdered and she has two, like two little brothers that she has to take care of and like a little sister. Like the last thing that she needs is that, you know? So I'm saying this not to be like, I'm going to get mine from these fuckers, you know? No, I, I live a beautiful life. I'm saying this for the better good. 
you know, like I, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me anymore. You know, like I've gotten all my therapy. I'm an entrepreneur. I have a, a baby product that's in 22 countries. Like I have two beautiful kids. I live in a huge, beautiful castle. Like, you know, I, I worked really hard for what I have. Um, even emotional and, and, um, spiritual like stability, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm saying all this for them. Cause I know Jenna Turner still struggles with this and getting like bullied online. And then also Alexandria Everett, she gets bullied all the time. Like I can't imagine who else has and just don't say anything because you know what happens when you say anything, they go, don't live in the past. Just, you know, and they don't know what it's like. They don't open up and go onto Facebook and Twitter and see this every day like we do. And now you still get it. You just have learned, you know, <laughs> it is every day. You just ignore it. No, sometimes I go, fuck you guys. You don't know shit. Like I talk back. I mean, I know, listen, I, it's, yeah. I know it's easier said than done to ignore it. No, I say, you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, stop sending me the garbage trash can emoji. Like, I'm a fucking good person. You don't know shit about me or my life. You, yeah, you fucking pissed it. You pissed in a diaper, like the laughing emoji. And I'm like, I pissed on the show. Not, like, you don't know shit. People take, let me tell you something. I, 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 I get it. I get comments like when I have certain guests on and I'm like, oh my God, like you're taking this so seriously. This person, this isn't who this person is, but that's a whole nother story too. Yeah. We can go forever on this type of thing, but I'm, this is, this, I'm telling you though, that this is why I'm saying all this. This yeah, is why Cause I'm a lot of people can't handle it. Well, I know that's another thing. Like that's a whole nother thing I learned. Like as soon as you give them what, what they want, they also, that's not the narrative that they wanted. And so they hate you still. Or they'll then yes, call there's you no winning. Yeah, there's no winning. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. People just want to be heard. And if you respond, you will never have the last word. Never. It will go yeah. on for 17 years. Someone will keep responding to you. They are thrilled to hear from you. Well, I always say that the, the smallest minds have the biggest mouths. I like that one. Right. That's a good one. And behind a keyboard. I mean, I guarantee you if those people saw you in person, after COVID or pre-COVID walking down the street, they would still want a picture with you. Oh, Let for me. sure. Haters, are you kidding? I have so many followers that literally follow me just to like spy on me and judge me. Like that's yeah. who I am to them. If you like ran across the street after COVID and ran into like Ken Mock or Tyra, what would you say? Or anyone from top. Oh, model. you know, I did a I did a show that I think is coming out like in February. Pretty big. It's pretty big. Um, and I like went on there and I was like, come fucking after me, Ken. You know, like it's it's at that, you know, it's kind of like this. <clears throat> okay. Hear me out. This will come full circle for top model. You ready? Yes. It's kind of like <clears throat> You know, when they say like, uh, it's kind of like that bad uncle that like fucks you, but then puts you through college, like rapes you, but puts you through college. Right. Yeah. And it's like, when you graduate college, you're supposed to just like be thankful and be thankful to your uncle. Right. But then you realize after you got money and you went to college and got your profession and you're doing okay, then you get therapy to work on all the things that like made your life so hard and such a struggle and then you realize holy shit like my uncle like fucked me that whole time you know yeah and you're like 
that's wrong. Like, I can't, like, what if my uncle does that again to this person or that person or that person or that person? That's fucking horrible. Like, just because I actually got through college, like, doesn't mean that the next person will. Like, that person could commit suicide because of that. Or that person can then become an abuser because of that. Like, that, that, that's the, the cycle that will just keep going unless I can break the cycle. Like, fuck that. Like, thanks for the college. But what you did is really fucked up. And I'm not going to let you do that to anybody else. Like, that's how I feel. What show do you have that's coming out that's really big? Where you say, fuck you to Ken Mock and Tyra and Top Model. Well, I didn't to Tyra. And I really don't. I, I don't know. I can't speak for Tyra because, you know, Tyra never confronted me like Ken Mock. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have, like, super ill feelings towards Tyra yet because I can't confirm what she knows and what she doesn't. I'm right. assuming that she does because it's her show. She, oh, she did do that on her talk show. Never mind. Yeah, she sucked. I forgot about that. Like, she knew you were locked in the closet for 12 minutes. She, ha- she had to have, right? I mean, I would just think on the Tyra Banks talk show, there's nothing that happens that she doesn't know. Tyra, Tyra, if you're hearing this, why the fuck would you lock me in a closet for 12 minutes on your show? Yeah. Why would you fucking call me out in front of your studio audience about something that I wasn't ready to talk about on stage with you? Well, um, when you ran off stage, what did she say? Like, what the fuck just happened? She did it. Her producers came. Her producers came and, and calmed me down. She was never there running after me. Are you kidding? All it was was like, she promises that she's not going to do that again. And I was like, is she not? And then she didn't. And like, I could, you know, you, when you sit on the couch and you look at each other and they're like, mm-hmm, you know, like, that's just the, that's the looks that I've always had with Tyra. And so I was like, I see you, bitch. And she's always like, I see you and your daring ass, you know, like, that's just what we are. Like, yeah. Making eyes, like weird, googly, weird eyes. At You're like looking at her like, I'm not afraid of you. I always look at her like, I'm not afraid of you. And she's always looking at me like, I hope this bitch doesn't do shit. You know? Yes, I, I can see that. 100%. 100%. That's Tyra and I's relationship. Never followed me ever. Like, she doesn't follow me on shit. She never, yeah, right after I won, she never followed me. Even on Instagram, when everything went to Instagram, never followed me. You know? Right after, dude, listen to this. Right after I was on Shark Tank. Dude, you know people sent her me on Shark Tank. You know what I mean? I would the assume. Next, yeah, come on. Like, I won her All-Stars, like the biggest franchise prize package ever. Yes, somebody's filled her emails. At least, she probably at least got like four emails with me on Shark Tank getting a deal with Barbara. Do you know what she posted on her fucking Instagram after Shark Tank? After mine, mine aired on Shark Tank? She posted one of her, like some other season from Top Model, like some girl that came out with like, um, like a workout gear that's got like 4,000 followers on Instagram. And it was like, nothing makes me prouder than top model girls that go into entrepreneurship and like shows this girl with like, you know, 300 followers on the yoga p- or her, like no offense, you know, we're all coming up and like, it's just like, of course Tyra would do that. Like, of course she wouldn't post her all-star winner getting a deal on Shark Tank, you know? And she posted that like the next day, like right after you were on. Yeah. Like the same, like the same week. And I was like, Oh, so like, so annoying. That can't just be a coincidence. Exactly. 
Like, come on. It's games getting played all the time. Did you comment and say, fuck you? <laughs> no. I mean, I, the only thing that I've recently said to her was like, I went, I posted how I think she's losing her fucking mind and posted the video that she posted on her page and how fucking ridiculous it is and how, um, um, yeah, like not going to stand for that. And no, we should not follow Tyra Banks fucking advice. She's lost her mind. And then before that, um, I knew I was doing this big show with, uh, talking about Ken Mock and top model and how I've been on so many reality shows and therapy shows as well that are also reality. And then like home improvement shows, you know, I was on Jeff Lewis, um, interior therapy. Um, yes. So yeah, I told her all I wrote on her page right before filming that. Cause I knew what I was going to say. I just wrote like, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm about to do something and I'm not coming after you specifically. That's all I wrote. And this show is out in February. I be, it, I was told it's going to be out in February. It's like a talk show or something. No, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's more like interview. It's more interview based. Well, that sounds like, interesting. I'm working on another show about going green. Have you seen any of the politics videos that I've done? Is that why you're no. My, oh, I think wow. my, well, I've, I've seen some of them. I think my people reached out to you just because, well, I mean, mostly because of, you know, America's Next Top Model, but also, which we're about to talk about, Shark Tank. Because I want to oh. know, I want to know, well, first of all, how did you get, and we'll talk, talk to us about the Dare You Go. Um, Dare You Go is a five-in-one solution to help parents feed their kids anywhere. So what it is, is the five in one is a bib. It's a food catcher divider bowl, an airtight seal food storage unit, and it comes with a spork all in one piece. If you lose the spork, you can just put any spork in there from like any food court or wherever, or just, you know, from your house. Like I know our house, we have, we're, you know, when you get delivery, they give you a bunch of like all types of plasticware. So we just put yeah. that in the kids' day. So we just slide one in there. And then, um, Cause I'm so for like fighting for our kids' future and you know, like in 40 years, our ocean's just going to be like mud. Like it's gross. Like we're literally destroying our planet. Yeah. So I, d and the clutter of being a parent and you know, if you want to implement healthier meals on the go, they, that means you have to implement home cooked meals. What do you do most of the time when you have kids, you you're feeding the meals. And if not that, then snacks, um, so I just came up with this really awesome product that is a five-in-one solution. So it's less clutter. It's less um, waste in the landfill. 48% of all of our landfill waste is just on the go packaging. So if we could eliminate that just in general, like one-time use plastics, um, we could completely help with slowing the emissions that cause the greenhouse effect with all the CO2s. It's just so sad. Um, my politics videos, which are on Instagram and they've gone viral. It's pretty cool. Um, How'd you come and up with this idea though? Like just one day? I'm a, mom. I'm a mom and I needed solutions. My kid does not like, I have two kids, but like the Dare You Go Rockstar is my firstborn. Um, he does not like food touching. Like most kids, I don't even really like my foods touching. You know, when the salad dressing kind of slides into like the mashed potatoes, I'm like, no, I don't want that. You know? I, I get it. I think I go back and forth between loving it and hating it. So I, I get it. Part okay, of me loves um, to just mix it all together and be a total just gluttonous pig. And then there are other times I want to eat each thing separately on my plate. 
Got it. Okay. Okay. Well, so I can I, also. I kind of get it. Some mixings are kind of good when you taste them. You're like, oh, kind of surprised me. Um, okay. So yeah, no, I just needed it. Like I'm, I'm such a, like I own two businesses now. And then I was still doing like a lot of auditions uh, for Daxel too. Daxel has my like showmanship as far as being on in front of the camera, which is really cool. But like, um, so he was doing runway and stuff when he was, he went down the runway by himself when he was two, like killed it. Um, so we were bopping around all over the place and like, I really needed things that didn't make a mess in the car because we would be going into auditions in his clothes. And it just really, it was just really helpful because it eliminates all the mystery space between like a stroller bar and also a tabletop. Um, and then like inventing something is intense. And I was actually pregnant the whole time I was doing the invention, the inventing part, like with the patent attorneys and the CAD models and all of that, which was insane. And I get, um, I forget what it's called. It's a weird name, but like when I'm pregnant, I, I can't even move. Like I, I get so nauseous that every, even just sitting up creates like motion sickness. And then I, I'm like vertigo. Feeling, it's just like, I always feel like I I'm going to purge. It's just, it's so sad. Like the morning sickness just never stops. So I needed something. I was making all my clothes, like my pregnancy clothes because pregnancy clothes suck most of the time. So I would just sit at my sewing machine or I would just draw and sketch like this product that I thought of. And, um, yeah, we, I got, um, how'd you decide to go on shark tank with it though? Like you just, oh, did you watch shark tank before? I had watched every single episode. I loved it show. so much. It was a huge dream of mine to go on shark tank. Um, I was so scared to go on shark tank because they're sharks and the questions are so hard. It was so you know, I didn't know anything about like developing a product or anything. And so I just threw myself into it with my partner, Emily, um, who's Canadian. She's like one of my best friends. And she, like, I think she's, she's like my baby mama, you know, I'm married with a husband and two kids, but like me and her created the third child, which is dare you go. Um, so Emily is freaking amazing. And then we just figured out it. We've just figured it all out together with our manufacturer and um, a couple of people that we paid along the way to like get to the like next steps. And before I had even had the prototype, I was already calling Shark Tank. Really? Because yeah, because that's what you do when you're when you're kind of you go on, you go on Shark Tank. That's like, what you, I would do. Well, there's if you if you mention to anybody that you're inventing a product first thing they say, well, are you going to go on Shark Tank? You know? So it's like this thing that you just have to try. If you don't try, then being an inventor is dumb. Like why not use the million dollar um, marketing that is that? Was the process hard to get on like that? Like just the audition yes. process? It's like a six month, it's like a six month process. Do you know it's harder to get on Shark Tank than it is to get into Harvard? It's insane. I it's do insane. know that because I, heard that or read it somewhere i don't know if it's from you or from someone else it might have been from you but some... it might have been from the product like my we we mentioned that uh we've mentioned it a few times on social media but um i barbara, think it was from barbara, your social media barbara corcoran, yeah barbara corcoran mentions it a lot do you know that a lot of the time when they even after the six month process of like figuring out like after um filming at home like what your um 
pitch is going to be like you have to film it for them before that you get it you get you have to approve the script you go back and forth on the script a few times with the producers really so you um, have to like do a whole pitch as if you're standing in front of the sharks and they say like change this word change that word yeah Don't change the that. whole idea of this pitch wow. maybe do it this way like i wanted to come rolling in on rollerblades with my stroller <laughs> and they wouldn't let me do that because they said it was a liability um huh. so i had to run in um yeah, there's this like little, it's like such a long process. Even if you get to the point of like all of that getting confirmed and your product got, gets chosen to go in front of the sharks, like on the TV set, you could be flown, been working with them like every week for like six months. You're, fl you're getting flown, you're getting put in a hotel and they fly like, let's say like 60 different brands for taping in that week or whatever. If you don't even, if they don't have time for you, then you get flown back. Like only maybe 20 make it, 30. You get flown back and you have to do the whole process all over again. So do you, you get flown back and forth like a few times? No, they won't even use you. You'd have to audition from the very beginning again. Oh, like God. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you know, like, no, I don't remember. Did you get, did you get, I know you chose Barbara, but did you get multiple offers or just Barbara? No, I got multiples. Who are you talking to? Sorry. Um, Kevin, Kevin, but really? Kevin's, a, Kevin's just a, he's just like the hosty shark, you know, like the head shark. That's like the host to be the one that, that per pushes all the controversy, you know, like he's, that's what he's for. He gave me a really shitty deal and he was, I love that he's more for licensing, but that licensing is also like, um, it's not what um, you wanted. like wringing out a towel, like getting the last drip, like, come on, you know, like throw somebody a bone and offer them like, not just the sweat and tears and blood. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's 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 like the 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 epitome of like a really sad greedy capitalist did you know like assuming all the money was the same you got all the exact same offers did you know you wanted barbara like did you want barbara or she was just the best offer i mean i personally would choose barbara over any of them assuming it was a similar offer that's just me i have a thing for barbara i have a thing for barbara Really? Okay, so yeah. I did not have a thing for Barbara. She was wearing this bright yellow dress right when I walked in. And so that was what magnetized me to her was that yellow because yellow is my favorite color. And so I was like, huh, that's interesting. And I actually thought that I was going to go with a man. Like I thought it was going to be Kevin or Mark. And the reason is, which is fucked up probably, is that women don't like me. I, I, I like, they love that I'm out there and crass and like, they love to support me, like to cheerlead and, and strive to be fearless and all that. But like, if they were to pick, like, I guess I thought that like older women, right. Would be, they wouldn't like to invest in me for whatever reason. Maybe I think that like my mom, like just thinking that like women are just, uh, regardless if we like it or not, or want to be honest about this or not. I think a lot of women are just competitive 
And then older women, I didn't think that they were going to like me. And like, because I'm sassy and get attention from men, um, I thought that I would just naturally get a deal with a man. Is that fucked up? No, I get it. Like, I, I get it. I'm I mean, just it's, being real. No, it's I the didn't same. Think any woman would go for it. It's the same with like gay men. Like they either love me or they hate me. And when they hate me, I get it. I'm like, okay, I understand that you hate me because lots of gay men hate me. I, I get it. I really get it. Like I personally in business tend to gravitate towards women. I just do for whatever reason. But and I'm a gay great. man, so it's different. It's just, so I kind of get it. Without, yeah. um, like, I don't know, I haven't really delved into the psychology behind it, but I just, I don't know, my gut instinct when I do business is just to gravitate towards women. I, I can't help it. So while I was in the pitch, Barbara was pretty quiet. She didn't really say much, which was really fucking bugging me. And at the very beginning, um, the men and the guy far to the right, like the, the one that Robert. they considered. Yeah, Robert. I actually thought that he was going to like me for whatever reason, and he didn't. And like in the very beginning, like Mark and Kevin kept fighting and then pinning me for whoever I answered first and then saying that, you know, like, well, if you answered him first, then I don't even fucking care about you. Like the first like 20 minutes, I feel like they just dig and jab at you and then make you feel super uncomfortable. Like they would just spew so many dumb questions at me all at once. Like, why the, like, Kevin was like, why the hell would you pick four colors? And out of the four colors, why did you pick those colors? And also, like, why did you, you know, like, it was just like, um, he, it was just dumb questions. Like, I'm there to tell them and teach them about my product, and I know everything. So it was just really frustrating when you can tell that they're just trying to pin you, to quiet you, and just make you upset rather than really caring about the product that you're there to sell you know like that's the annoying part and then kevin would be like well you answered mark first so i don't i don't even know if i'm even gonna like this pitch i might just step out of this at this you know like they'd say all these things which is like a mental game but i remember at one point i wish they aired it here's my son Hi. um my i remember saying like kevin so it's going to be like this and, and Kevin and like Mark, Oh really? It's going to be like this. I was like, Kevin, why don't you sit down? And I was like, Mark, I'll get you more milk. Just chill out. Like I started acting like they were just kids acting up at the dinner table and they laughed. And then like, really? Barbara laughed. she was like, Oh, and I remember, do you remember? Like I said one second, Kevin, you know, like as I turned around to get something and Lori was like one second, Kevin, and I could tell that the ladies liked me because they could see I could hold my own with the men. Um, but, but Barbara was still pretty quiet. Lori was pretty, she was out pretty soon. And I thought that was super fucking lame because I know that Tupperware does really well. Like food storage does really well on QVC. Is it yeah. QVC? <clears throat> Daxel, can you get me some water, baby? Pretty please. This one's complete. Here, you want to fill this up? So you were upset when like Lori went out early. <clears throat> I just thought it was lame. Like I was like, you can t like, my product is so amazing. I still use it with my boys. It has the longest lifespan of any product in its territory. And it's in five territories. Like we're sold in Bye Bye Baby. Um, Amazon's killing it. 
we just got exclusivity in Guam like last week. Two weeks before that, we got South Africa. Before that, we got India. Like, I'm not fucking around. Like, I'm a driven ass bitch and a great mom. And my kids, don't you love eating from the Dairy Girl? Isn't it fun? Well, that's like the endorsement that you want right there. Well, because he knows that when we, when, when he eats food um, with the Dairy Girl, that we're obviously doing something fun and don't want to be distracted by the meal. So we're either in the car going to the beach or we're like, going to the to the the little pond to feed the ducks you know like they know they associate it with like you mean the cemetery the cemetery yeah where they have the ducks were you shocked when then after being silent you got an offer from barbara like after she was silent no yeah i i she kept that's that's all i need i just needed to sit because we're talking thank you baby that's the dairy go rock star right there that's what do you think of the dairy go hello do you like using it there you have it you know he always has to talk about it so you just heard the facts there you go um when i i I could tell that barbara was like figuring it out like i i remember like during that you know there was a long time that i was standing there so you're going through all these emotions and I just remember thinking the whole time with Barbara, like, you know, my thought process, like fighting that person. And then why would you do that? You know, like, why would you, like, it was crazy. But I remember in and out of thoughts thinking like, what is she thinking? Like, she's not gonna, she's not like, I can think of like, I, this whole thing can't end with her saying nothing, you know? Yeah. Like I was like, what is she, what's, what's. Like she was, was obviously actually, gonna say something. Actually, well, I was, I was actually thinking like, can that actually happen? Like, is that something I've seen on television? I remember like thinking like, could that actually happen where this whole, like I walk out of here and one of them doesn't even say anything, you know? And it's Which not, is, that's, that's never happened, right? No, not that I can think of. I think she must've had a plan to just wait till the end and like hop in there. But I also knew that I had to tell my story and give the pitch, my heart, you know? So I made sure to bring up um, that I was raised with an eating disorder. And now I, how I've become the mom that helps parents feed their kids healthy meals on the go. Or like, you know, I help, um, I helped create a tool where parents could, could implement healthier meals easier, like, during life why did you choose barbara just simply it was the best deal and the yellow dress or it just it really just was the best deal well i loved what she said to me she said that um she could tell that i had been through hell and back and um the best entrepreneurs and the ones that that always come through as the one that she's happiest to have invested in are the ones that have been through that and so that's why she picked that's why she was offering me so i felt like she saw me where Kevin was just being a lone shark. Right. Yeah. And is Barbara, like, it's a real, she's involved? Like, it's a real business um, as with far, her? She's kind of like um, a professional, like, advisor that's always on our team. You know, a deal on television is not always what it is in real life. But as far as her being like supportive and um, somebody that we have a revolving door towards, 
yeah, she's that. Right, because like, don't they still have to do due diligence? Like, if you get a deal on Shark Tank, doesn't that mean like it's not really a deal? Like, don't they then have to do due diligence and they could mm-hmm. still pull out? Yeah, for sure. So they do a whole due diligence process even before you go on. And then the company themselves like to do it themselves. So we did all the due diligence. Um, everything was like straight, narrow, great. I mean, I have amazing credit, all that. Um, you know, never been, never been arrested, shockingly enough. Um, but I think in the end, like, it's, it's, you, you both have to do what's best for your company. Right. Um, so I'm just glad that we have her in our corner, but we still have all the freedom to do everything that we want. Like, I got to tell you, for instance, like I had a meeting yesterday that was probably like a dream come true meeting, like literally couldn't be a bigger dream come true. That was my meeting yesterday. Um, if I had gone and been financially binded to Barbara, it would have made this deal so much harder. What do you mean? Like, it's just better when there's less people in ownership. Cause she you know? owns like 35%. No, she doesn't own anything. Oh, really? Oh. No. She's a, she, you know, she's part of our team as far as like an advisory board, if you will, which is great. So that's not only did from Shark Tank, not only did we get um, like million, like a million dollars worth in, in marketing on television that constantly re-airs. But on top of that, we got a deal on the show as well. So that's an amazing look. And second, um, we got her in our corner. Well, the deal you got on TV was 35%. So then that like never went through after. Not as far as money's concerned, no. I wonder how many of the Shark Tank deals don't go through. 99%. Really? I would say 90%. Wow. Because it's a TV show they are sharks that are, you know, hugely successful entrepreneurs and um, massively successful that are on the show that judge brands that come on. And um, yeah, it's television. I'm, I'm sure they do a lot of, they, they probably have done a lot of deals, but I'm telling you that they definitely have not done a lot of deals. Yeah, like 90%. So were, were you upset like when it didn't close afterwards or now you were like? No, because being somebody that's in television and has been on so many shows, like I just know that entertainment is entertainment. And so grateful that like I'm on, that I was on the show and they picked me and my brand and believed in it. Like, but you know, that all shows are like, rough you know like they aren't the nicest you and like you said on television you got a deal which looks good whether it went through or not mm-hmm. and you, was it like free advertising like the next morning that was it you were like wow we just sold a shitload of this stuff yeah so that's got to be a great thing yeah <laughs> and it just aired like a week ago you know? So 
like that's what I say. Take what's good. And the good was actually greater than we thought. And then the the bad parts were at the end of the day, like not that bad. Like it's like a million dollars worth of marketing. Right. And advertising. Well, that's what some people like, that's what Mark always accuses people of. Not you, but that's when he's like, you don't want a deal. You're just using this for free advertising. In your case, you weren't, but you got the free advertising because you didn't get the deal. Well, I did. It's also like, you got to look at if the deal is in your best interest too. So you you can pull out. Like if someone's like, if Barbara's like, let's go sign the papers, you can say, I just don't want to. Yeah. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And, you know, at the okay, so when I went on Shark Tank, I had only been on the market for two months. That's it. Wow. Two months. The public had only seen my product for two months. We did a Shark Tank before that, which was like the month. That was like the first month. And we, got, we had a su- successful Kickstarter campaign. We got funded by QuickBooks. They gave me a new laptop and gave me like $5,000 or something like that, which was so nice. And then like the first month we sold like a hundred thousand dollars in units. Like I had, I was straight out of the gate. Like I was, I had studied marketing and then studied, I had, I got a sales rep. So I was like learning everything right then and there. But when I went on Shark Tank, I literally was two months on the market as a inventor and CEO. And then by the time it aired was a year later. So by the time it had actually aired and people knew that I was on Shark Tank, our product had been on the market for a whole year now. And it was already then in like 14 countries. So by the time that we finished all of the um, due diligence process, it was like, wait a minute, like we're killing it. Like, why would I want to give 35% of my company away? I imagine it's a that valid happens. question. It's a valid question. But there's no bet. Was Barbara pissed off when you came to this realization? No, I think that it was just mutual respect. You know, like the way that, that the way that I, we, we were communicated to is like, yo, we have, we have our, we have so many of our own brands that we, her firm or like her company that they are, uh, repping and building that have nothing to do with even Shark Tank. Like my impression is that Shark Tank is like a little side gig. I think for a lot of them, yeah. It's a, it's a, I think it's a platform for them to get endorsements for other things to be like, like look at Barbara, she's doing like, what is it? Like some tax, tax service or like how to organize an office you know she's on commercials all the time for shit same thing with mark 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 cuban like all of them kevin kevin just came out with another show on on the same network of like have you been fucked over as a ceo you know like this is they're they're now tv personalities yeah because of the show what about i know getting on shark tank is harder than harvard and then we'll wrap up quickly but what it is was shark tank harder than america's next top model like are the sharks worse than tyra well the thing about shark tank is it's one day of filming whereas the all like top model is two months that's the difference 
Shark Tank's way easier as far as that, because the majority of the work that I'm doing, I'm doing it in the comfort of my own home, you know, whereas like, and you're going there to film and it's all day and you have to wait for your turn. And then by the time the cameras are on, you're there for two hours and then they, you know, they bring you back to like your trailer and uh, yeah, Shark Tank is not as hard as Top Model, emotion like emotionally. I would see that. And then before we wrap up, two things. Sure. Any thoughts on Tyra as the host of Dancing with the Stars? I don't know if you watch Dancing with the Stars. You know, I always thought that uh, Dancing with the Stars was like really fun in the beginning. I loved, I love dance. I, and I love dancing. I would fucking kill it on that show. Um, that being said, like, I'm not somebody who has the time to watch a lot of television. You know, if I watch anything, it's like the news to get like, um, just to be aware of what's going on in the world. And as my social media, I'm so political. It's crazy. Like, this is just now who I am. Um, so I don't know, but I know, I will tell you, like, I found out she was on it. And then I saw that that lion lady was on there. What's her name? Carol Baskin from Tiger King. Oh God. Okay. So this, this is, this is my response to just what dancing with the stars has become in my eyes. Um, I, I, so I don't know if it was, it was just quarantine time. It was before black lives matter. And that's when that lion show came out, right? Yeah, and, and like right like, at oh the same God. time. Yeah, and I was like, everyone's like, you gotta watch it, it's so funny. And I was like, it looks really dumb. And then, I, and then another friend was like, you gotta watch it. So I started watching it and then I was like, this is literally the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. Like these people are just horrible people. Like all of them are hor horrible. Like that fucking bitch's husband just like disappeared out of thin air and they had lions like, what the fuck? I just think it was garbage. I think it's just super white trash garbage. And I hate the way that they treated um, those animals. So then when I saw that Carol Basket, whatever fucking name yeah. is, Lion Lady, whatever, wears those halo fucking bullshit, weird. Like her husband just disappears and she wears those flower things all over her head. What a weirdo. Um, and I love people to be original and who they are and whatever, but like, I just did not respect her on the show or anything that that stood for. And then Black Lives Matter came out and it, in my eyes, it made it look even grosser. So when she came on the show and Tyra was on there, I was like, oh, this whole thing is just dusty, like gross. Like You're I like had two no reasons not to watch. It. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what Tyra's wearing, but like, what's happening here? And she's introducing Carol fucking Lion Lady. Like, what the fuck is this shit? And I turned it off. That makes sense. That's, <laughs> there you have it. That makes sense. Well, two things. One, you need to come back because I feel like the more you talk, I could go on for hours. Second of all, what would you like? Would you like to say anything before we wrap up? Like, I always have my own agenda. Like, is there anything else you would like to bring up that we haven't addressed? Um, yeah, I think the most important thing that I'd like to tell to your community is like, it's very important to speak up about um, what's going on in the world right now. Um, climate change, number one, like, 
go follow me on Instagram at Lisa underscore D'Amato. Watch my politics videos. I don't know. You, you don't know this, but it's so fucking cool. So I'm an old gymnast. I learned the pole um, in quarantine, just being bored and really? not being, being able to be social. So now I'm a pole dancer and I'm doing poli- politics from the pole. So like the oh, first gosh. politics, yeah, I they're like really that. great. So the first Okay, politics- so that I haven't seen, I thought I, no, I have not seen these. No, and it's, it's oh my God, you are gonna die because it's pushing, it's pushing so many boundaries because I'm getting now like, you know, people have all these ideologies, like, and as you know, it's fucked up shit because you're a gay male, right? So you have to I deal am. with this shit all the time. Um, so people are like, oh my God, you're how fu- you're that crazy ass bitch that was on top model. And now you're on the pole and you, you're a mom, like what a disgrace, you know? And I'm, and then I'm doing the pole, like with my dad sitting right there. Now Brandon, like all these taboo issues, right? Like, ew, like, doing like what i'm talking about in 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 politics in general makes a lot of sense so it's they're really smart i do a lot of research um but i'm basically just pushing these these boundaries of ideologies like you know a pole is just a metal pole you know you can be sexy on a chair a wall so you making your judgments gross is is has nothing to do with me like i'm not being gross on the pole my son is actually amazing at the pole now like he has become quite the pole dancer i'm not being sexy we're doing gym gymnastics we're spinning we're doing tricks you know right like, there's nothing gross about what i'm doing um so it's just fun like i'm putting myself in this like ooh, look at i'm like dusting out your ideologies and we're, we're i'm gonna we're, have to watch them now you have to. They're so good. In fact, I have at poll underscore it ticks. So I like at poll underscore a tick like politics. Um, I have that on IG. So that's just the collection of them. You know, like I don't know if you know Toya John Toya um, Johnson, who's Little Wayne's baby mama. No. No. You know, I'm always <laughs> I'm always doing things that are like annoying people. For instance. She has like 8 million followers on Instagram. People know her from love and hip hop and all that. I was on marriage boot camp with her, but um, for instance, like she just posted that she got herself a brand new Bentley. So it's like this super fossil fuel juggling, jug- like not good for emissions for greenhouse effect. Right. And then just last week, she just posted about, posted my video on the last politics, which is on climate change part two. And so <clears throat> What's happening? I think you got a call. Oh. No, it's all good. Okay. So I just found it funny. So on that post, I just wrote, hope it's electric, right? And it's on her 8 million followers. She follows me, so I go to the top. And so now everybody's hating on me. Oh, look at she got a hater on here. Like, of course, we got this bitch. Like, Like, why don't you congratulate her, blah, 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 blah. And so now, like, right before getting on with you, I was like, okay, well, it's one, so I have to wait till two. So I made that comment, and then now I'm arguing with everybody on on her stream being like, do you know that literally she could get a sick-ass fucking whip that's green and uh, that actually, like, protects her daughter's future? So, of course, I love her. Congratulations. I love that she's 
successful and happy and all those things, but she can also just take that for a whip and then turn it back in and get like a fucking Tesla or an eco-friendly Hummer or whatever. So, and then they're like, Oh, I see. But like, you know what I mean? Someone's like, you're you're a fucking hater. Get out of here. And I'm like, you look like you're 18 years old. Just so you know, do you know that by the time you're 48 years old, you will literally be having to wear a gas mask just going outside unless we do anything about the greenhouse effect right now. Don't call me a hater. Isn't it funny that you're calling me names when I'm literally trying to protect your future? This is what I, this is who I am now, you know? And then like, well, that you shouldn't have come at her page like that. You should have DM'd her over that. And I'm like, do you think that if I DM her, she's going to write me back about that? No, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm talking to somebody that didn't know about this before using her stream. Do you think she fucking gives a shit if I'm talking to her people? No, because it's creating more engagement on her page. Mm-hmm. do you have a granddaughter do you have do you have kids guess what you're arguing with me i'm fighting for their future take a look i was like go on my page like this is literally what i was doing right before getting on with you and people you and know, also probably, making lunch for my kids and people probably don't expect that when they come <laughs> to your page i mean um, they do that if they follow you but i would imagine there's a lot of people well, i was i do that on my friends pages that have millions of followers you know, like I, I went on Michael Rappaport's page. Do you know who Michael Rappaport is? Oh yeah. Love. Love too. Guess what? Funny. I, he, we were, he's funny. Love him through all of this, all this, all this quarantine shit, like right there. He follows me. We DM back and forth. Hardly any, but like he supports me. I support him. I was like, can you post about climate change? He's like, no, nah, I'm not doing all that. And I was like, okay, well then I send him a, pic, a video of like Greta Thunberg. And then he blocked me. I was like, oh, he really? fucking blocked me after after sharing a Greta video with you. So now Michael Rappaport is like the anti-climate change celebrity. I'm making a list. All the people that refuse to talk about climate change are going on the fucking list. And I'm going to call it out because the only way that we're going to get anywhere is if we start making them, um, like we, they have to face it. Like we all have to face it. You need to send me the list. I, I will send you a DM so we can keep in touch directly. I'm, I, I like authentic people. Like whatever their shtick is, you know, like I just be authentic. Like I don't judge. You do this, you do this. I just, I like authentic people. So I will follow you. I'll slip into your DMs. Okay, same. You can follow me same. back. You will come back on. And everyone, say, tell everyone where they can follow you again. Um, follow me on at Lisa underscore D-A-M-A. D-A-M-A to um on ig yeah i'm super fun dude i'm so fun thank you for taking your time tell your husband and children thank you for letting me steal you away for like a minute yeah for sure yeah it was thank you for having me i really appreciate it thank you for being so honest and open and i'll i'll send you a dm tomorrow just so okay. we can keep in touch thank okay. you i love You're chatting welcome. with you all you right as well. have okay, a bye. good night bye bye Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. 
because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.